Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan, and welcome to High Tech on Life. What is it about that experience of turning 16 and getting your driver's license? What is it about that? Is it the freedom that you experience? The fact that it's now something beyond just what's inside your house. You can reach beyond that. And what is it about that first car that you get? What is it about your first car that everybody just loves? Well, most people love. Because for the majority of people, even if your first car was a crap car... You love that car. And it represents that freedom you get from having a vehicle. Some sort of vehicle that you can go wherever you want. You can escape. You can go with friends and you can escape. I want to cover a little bit on how I came to drive. And we'll we'll kind of go away from the tech angle today and, and focus more on life and experience life experiences. And I want to share how it was growing up in my family and how we went about learning to drive and also the history of my cars because there's quite a few of them. I have four brothers, no sisters. So there are five boys in my family and my mom and my dad. So five boys And it was known that when you reached 15 and a half years old, you got to learn how to drive. And you would take the Suburban. You'd bug my dad until he said, okay, let's go get in the car. You'd take the Suburban and you would go down to our church's parking lot. And there he would begin to instruct you and inform you on how the car works and what to look for and how to be a good driver. And then for weeks and weeks and weeks, you would drive in that parking lot. And there were times where you would take out about 20 cars, according to my father, when attempting to park in one spot. They they were fake cars. They weren't really there because this was like 9 o'clock at night. And you would drive and drive and drive. And eventually... Once you got the feel of the Suburban, this massive, massive vehicle, once you got the feel of it, then he would let you venture out onto the road to drive home. And home wasn't that far away. It was about two minutes away. So you'd venture out and you'd drive on the road. And eventually, as you felt more comfortable, as he felt more comfortable, he would maybe say, okay, let's drive around the block a few times. So you drive around the block and you just progress more and more and more. And you learn more and more and more. Until eventually he felt that you had the feel of the Suburban. You could handle this massive vehicle. And then it was time. It was time to learn how to drive a stick. So, back to square one. You go get the uh, 89... Mazda 66 and you'd go back to the church parking lot and you would start to learn again 
from square one. And you would learn how to properly operate a standard transmission. And you would drive around that parking lot until he felt that you were, you knew enough and you had the feel of the car and you were able to drive on the road. Now at this point in the suburban, you've been driving around neighborhoods for quite a while. So you knew your way around. And once you had the feel of a standard transmission, you'd start driving around the neighborhoods again. And eventually you'd get to the hill. Now the hill was a place where my dad would take you to really put your skills to the test. Could you get your foot off the brake and onto the gas and work the clutch properly and not coast backwards too far? So you'd say, hey, there's like five cars behind you, man. You, cannot, you can't afford to be hitting any of them. There wasn't really any cars. Again, it was pretend, okay? We were pretending. And that is how we learned to drive. Now, my dad, he bought that 89 Mazda 626 brand new in 1989. And he drove it for about eight years before my oldest brother turned 16. And once he turned 16, my dad bought a new car. Slightly used. Another Mazda 626. It was a 95 crap car. 89, awesome car. 95, crap car. And now when he bought this new car, you know, he didn't suddenly not have his 89. No. The 89 was also his car. And he made that very clear to us. He said, hey, look, I have two cars now. I will allow you to use one. If you do anything that I disapprove of, or your grades start slipping, or you're just a punk kid, you will lose that privilege. And I will take my car back. And I will just have two cars. One will sit in the driveway. That was a very clear instruction from him to every single boy in the family. This is not your car. This is my car. Now, when my dad bought that 95 Mazda, it was because my oldest brother had turned 16 and he thought, well, we'll, get, we'll give the kid this older car so that he has something to ride around in, to drive around in. He can get to school and he can get to any other extracurricular activities that he was doing. It was good. Like that's, but like, like I said, it was very clear that that was not my brother's car. It was my dad's car. And he had uh, the privilege of using the car. Now, my two older brothers are 15 months apart, around about there, 15, 16 months apart. So they are relatively close in age. And when my older brother turned 16, my dad felt, you know what? I feel like having three cars. So he went out and bought an 87 Mazda 626. So now we have three Mazda 626s, the 87, the 89, and the 95. The 87 was a dark gray. The 89 was kind of a darker blue. And the 95 was a lighter blue that was a crap car. Crap car. So we had uh, we had three 626s. And, it, you know, these aren't expensive cars. Like, it's not like my dad went and spent a fortune on another car for my older brother. It was like 
you know, a couple grand, something like that. Cheap car, but, but a really good car. The 87 was an awesome car. So when my oldest brother turns 19, he goes and serves our church for a couple of years. He leaves the house. He's gone. So my older brother, my other older brother, he, he graduates from the 87 to the 89. Now the 87 was a basic, basic, basic model, like a DX or something like that. The 89 had a few perks. It had, you know, power windows, all the, uh, had a sunroof, had the little, you know, the, uh, the seatbelts that would slide up and buckle you in no matter if you wanted it or not. And, uh, sometimes they would choke you. So that left this 87626 just sitting there waiting for me. Fun fact though, I did not get my license right at 16. And that's because I was a punk kid. My my older brothers may have been punks too, but I was uh I was a punk. I didn't really beat up on my younger brothers as much as like my oldest brother did, but I was a punk in different ways. Like I didn't go to school. I didn't really, you know, I was failing all over the place. And because of that, that got delayed. Like my birthday's in March and I didn't get my driver's license until I think August. So the 87 is just sitting there waiting for me. And I, you know, it had nothing to do, nothing to do with the fact that I stole the Suburban and drove around the neighborhood a little bit when I was 14. That had nothing to do with it. Neither did the time I got my dad's old motorcycle running and I drove that around the neighborhood also when I was 15. That had nothing to do with it. Nothing, because my dad told me, that's only two strikes. I didn't get my third strike. He said, that's two strikes. Don't let there be a third one. No, it was all because I was just, I didn't go to school and I didn't... uh, participate in other things and so they delayed it a little bit which sucked but oh well eventually august came and i got the 87 mazda and i loved that car that was such a great little car it had no power so you really couldn't go too fast compared to the 89 but it was just a good little car it was rock solid it got me to and from school, and it was also a standard transmission, by the way. So, and then eventually, my my other older brother, when he was nineteen, he went to serve our church as well for a couple of years. So I got the '89 Mazda, the one with all the awesomeness inside. It was awesome. It was so cool. It was so awesome. Uh. And I actually drove, I think I drove that the longest. I drove drove it for like four or five years where my other brothers drove it for two or three. And eventually I I drove the 95 as well. Because my dad bought a, he was so sick of it. That 95 was such a crap car. It was an automatic and it was like, it didn't really have any get up and go. And the transmission was slipping. So I just drove that for a little bit of time. So I guess that was my first car. That wasn't a standard transmission. And I didn't like it. I thought it was crap because it was a crap car. And once I got done with high school, I eventually my my dad decided he wanted to help 
each of us boys with a with a car. And uh, so my dad helped me out with a car, and I was looking around. Well, he so he had bought a Honda. He bought a Honda Accord to to replace that crap car, the '95 Mazda. Uh, and so anything that your dad buys, you want to be like your dad, right? That's currently why I have a German car because my dad had a German car. But he, you know, you want to be like your dad. So I started looking around. And I was looking at some, you know, SUVs. I was looking at like a Blazer and things like that. And and I finally said, well, what, you know, what car should I get, Dad? And he's like, well, I like my Accord. So I said, oh, let me think. Let me think about that. And I found a, a like a '97 Accord for good price. And that was my, that was my first car. My dad did help me with it, but that was my first car where I was paying insurance and you know pretty much everything for. I always paid for my own gas. That was like a point of pride for me because I had a job in high school. I always paid for my own gas, but my parents did help with insurance. They paid insurance through high school. Uh, but once I got out there, I paid my insurance, and it was like another rite of passage for me to to jump from being under my parents' wing to on my own doing that. Now, I had that 97 Accord for almost probably, I think I was just almost at five years. And I remember that. I bought it at 97,000 miles, and I was at 199,950 or something like that. I was so close to 200,000 miles. I was I was so happy to watch that thing tick over. Well, one day I was driving to work and I was, you know, turning into a convenience store and a Hummer just happened to be coming in the other direction that I didn't see because of the way the traffic was stopped and I just decided to pull in front of him, not knowing he was there and totaled the 97 Accord. It was gone completely and totally totaled. It sucked. I loved that car. And I was, like I said, it was so close to 200,000 miles. And I'd never, you know, never taken a car over that before because the 89 and the 95 Mazdas weren't, you know, I drove them in the 100,000 mile range. And the 97 Accord, I was driving to Salt Lake every day for work, so it was racking up the miles pretty quick. I was so proud to hit that 200,000, and then I just totaled the whole thing. I thought, you know what? Now that I think about it, that Accord was kind of a boring car. So I really want to get something that is funner, something that I would enjoy driving that would be... uh, just a good a good car to have. So my wife had been uh she's a huge Toyota fan. And as am I. I like Hondas and Toyotas and they are just very reliable cars. So I was all about all about reliability because I didn't want to worry about that about a car breaking down on me. So I went and bought an older Toyota pickup truck. Not a Tacoma, but a Toyota pickup. Like, that's what they called it here in the States. It was the Toyota pickup. This is pre-Tacoma days. It was a 1992 Toyota pickup. And it was awesome. It was 
raised just a teeny bit. It had the bigger wheels and uh, an extended cab. We didn't. We only had um, one kid at the time, so I had the extended cab, and it was it was so awesome to have. Now to drive. That was another story sometimes because it could it was a little bit of a rough car to handle because it was older, right? The suspension wasn't that good. I needed to replace that. I ended up replacing the clutch. I had to replace the uh, alternator. I had to replace the radiator on it. There were a lot of things I had to do to it, but that's because it was old. This was like 2009 when I bought this truck. So it's, you know, it's getting up almost 20 years. But that was just a fun truck to have. I enjoyed that truck quite a bit. You could take it anywhere. It's four-wheel drive. One of the best memories I have of that truck is one winter, you know, in Utah, it snows a lot, obviously. I mean, we had the freaking Winter Olympics here. It snows a lot. And you'll get like, there'll be a lot of snow, but they're usually pretty good at clearing the roads. You'll get, you know, one or two days, maybe a, maybe more a year where you're, you know, it's a three-hour drive home or a three-hour drive to work because of the snow. And this was one of those times, and my wife was working down in Salt Lake at the time, and I said, hey, you know what? Leave your car here. Let me come pick you up in the truck. We'll go grab a pizza, and we'll just eat pizza in the truck on the way home. So we grabbed pizza and a couple Dr. Peppers, and it was like the funnest time because we just slowly made our way home. And we weren't in any rush to get home. We just kind of made our way, and it was awesome. And that truck was instrumental in in those memories and i love that thing the issue was sometimes it was it was a little more difficult to shift gears like the the clutch pedal was pretty tight and at that time i was having some back issues so i thought you know what i'm going to i i need to sell the truck it came to that point where i said i need to sell the truck because my back really just can't handle it too much it's too difficult to drive and I ended up buying an old, like 1991, I think it was, Acura Legend. Because my wife had had one, and she said it was great, and it had lasted her a long time. She like told me she didn't even need to buy her Camry, really. She probably could have driven the Acura for another couple of years. I thought, great, I'll have a car with an automatic transmission, and... Uh, it was like a V6 engine, so it was super peppy. And I convinced my wife somehow to spend 1800 bucks and get this car. It had a lot of miles on it. Well, it came apparent that the car wasn't really going to last when it blew a head gasket. Like, I think I had it for a year, year and a half, and then it blew a head gasket. And and I ended up going back to the truck. I kept the truck. So we had three cars. So I go back to the truck and drive that around until I finally uh, decide to buy another car. I ended up buying a Honda CRV. And I, you know, 97 was such a good year for my Accord that I thought, I'm going to buy a 97 CRV. And if I would have just bought one that was a couple of years newer, it would have had a lot more power to it. But I didn't know that. I just wanted to get a new car. So I bought a new car. 
we, we had to get rid of the Acura because it blew a head gasket. The only thing I could do, like I couldn't sell it to anybody, so I had to junk it. So I got 250 bucks out of it, I think. Then after the, the CRV, the CRV lasted for a few years. It was having a few little issues here and there, and I didn't really want the CRV anymore. I wanted a truck again. I missed my truck. So I thought, okay, I can sell the CRV and I can get just like a little pickup truck. And the only one I could find was like a base model, base, base model Toyota Tacoma. Two-wheel drive, four-cylinder. I actually wanted the four-cylinder because I wanted good gas mileage traveling to work. So I got that one and it. I actually still have that. I'm getting ready to sell it. But it was a really good truck. A little, you know, underpowered, but it's a four-cylinder. What do you expect? So, so I bought the truck, and it's been a good truck. For, I think I've had it for two and a half years now. And I, over the last, I don't know, maybe year, I've really wanted to get something fun. But I couldn't afford it. You know, it's when you don't have the money, you don't have the money. I really couldn't afford it. And then I ended up getting a really good job and, and we sold our house. And so we got all of our debt paid off. We had some extra money. Uh, and it ended up that just recently, I was finally able to purchase a fun car. And I bought a Volkswagen GTI. Super fun car. Turbocharged engine. Uh, has all like the nice stuff on the inside. I'm actually sitting in it right now as I record this podcast. And so far, it's been, a, I've only had it for a month, but it's been a good car so far. No issues. It's a 2010. You know, I had uh, like 75,000 miles, no, 78,000 miles when I bought it. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. This is an ongoing thing. I will keep you guys updated on this. So that's my car journey. And my wife always jokes that she's had like two cars since we've been married. And I've had five or four or whatever it was. I had the uh, the Accord, the truck. Yeah, the Accord, the truck, the Acura, the CRV, the truck. Oh, six. And now the GTI. So I've had six cars and she's had she had a Camry and now she has a Sienna for her and the kids. And so she she makes fun of me because of that. But I don't know why. I just like I like getting new newer cars. They're fun. It's fun to have a different experience in a different car. Now, what I want you guys to do, now that I've told my history, I want you guys to li- list yours on social media. Just tweet at me or on Facebook or on Instagram and send me your list of cars that you've owned. I want to see, I want to see how many cars, if, if anybody's beat me. So in the last, let's see, my wife and I have been married nine and a half years. So let's say in the last 10 years, if you've had more than six cars in the last 10 years, list them in the comments or tweet me or post on my, on our Facebook page, how many cars you've had in the last 10 years. I bet nobody could beat me. Six cars in the last 10 years. Go. Well, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in to this episode of High Tech on Life. We went on the life side today instead of the tech side, but, you know, car tech is fun to talk about, too. Car 
cars in general are fun to talk about. We all have cars and we all, at least for the most part, like to have cars to drive around. If you like this episode, go ahead and share it with your friends, especially on Facebook and Twitter. And also subscribe because every single day, every weekday, we're putting out new episodes. So every weekday, you will have a new one drop into your podcast player. If you're on an iPhone or an iOS device, download the podcast app, search for High Tech on Life and subscribe. It's all free. You don't have to pay a dime. And you get new episodes every day, every weekday. Why do I say every day? I keep saying every day, every weekday, new episode. And I'm trying to time it so that when you guys wake up, there's a new one sitting there for you, ready to go for your commute into work or for your run for the morning or for your commute home or lunchtime. Just chilling at lunch and listening to a podcast. So check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Tech on Life. You can check us out at hightechonlife.com. You can also email me, Ryan, at High Tech on Life, or just hit me up on those social media platforms and I will answer any questions you guys have, comment, like, subscribe, share, as everybody says. And I've said many times, share, 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 share with your friends. I hope you guys like talking about cars. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you in the next one. Bye.